with Granger. So are you getting out today, huh, Skip? Yeah. I wonder what it'd be like if I got out. Maybe I could go fishing. I could even find myself a girl. You know, Skip, I haven't seen a girl in 11 years. Dames can be trouble. But you've got a girl. I've seen a picture. In color, even. Black curly hair and big brown eyes. Shut up. Have a smoke. Thanks. You playing that solitaire game again, Skip? I told you it's not solitaire. It's called patience. Yeah, I know. Gee, I can see you this afternoon, Skip. You'll be on Broadway. You're buying a new suit. You're eating a swell meal in a swell restaurant. You're even getting married. Cut it out. You're making me sick. Oh, but gee, you're a free man. Don't hand me that. I'm a con, remember? Every place I go, they'll be saying, there's Skip Lantry. You just got out of the pen. You sound like you didn't want to get out, Skip. I want to get out. Don't worry. Because I'm going to get the guy who'll frame me into this joint, see? I wouldn't talk that way if I was you. You'll be back inside a month. Not me. I'm going to be smart. My first cellmate said that, too. He went out to get even. He died in the cell four years ago. I'm not dying in any cell. No. You'll be back, Skip. Unless you change your way of thinking. This is Steve Granger, private detective, with a story about a guy who came out of the penitentiary and walked straight into trouble with me as his front man. In just a moment, I'll take you back to one of my most interesting cases. This is Granger. It had been a pretty dull morning where clients were concerned. I was getting tired of the view from my office window when my phone sang a very cute melody. It was Skip Landry who wanted to see me at his midtown apartment as soon as it was convenient. The price he mentioned for my services made it convenient immediately. Come in. Hi, Granger. Hello, Skip. Come over and sit down. What do you want to see me about, Skip? I just got out of the pen. Three years on a phony rap. Go on. I want you to get the people who framed me. Details, Skip. A lot of them. Yeah. Wait till I finish this. What are you doing? Playing a solitaire game called Patience. You got me up here just to watch you play card games out scram, Skip. You know why I got you up here? I want to be cleared. If I remember, you were convicted of robbery. Open and shut case. Yeah. They opened the cell door and shut me in for three years. You understand, Granger? I'm not quarreling with the court. The evidence was presented. The court had no other choice. That was three years ago. Won't be easy. How can you give me along the way of a lead? Nothing. I had no alibi. Hmm. What do you do now that you're out? Lay low until you find out things. I've got money in the bank. Now, how about it? I'll drop down to Center Street. Maybe I can get a look at the transcript of your trial. If I feel you're on the level, I'll go along with you. Okay, by me. That's probably my lawyer. Come in. Well, well, Skip. Nice to see you out in the open again. Thanks, Kirk. For everything you did. Don't mention it, my boy. You're fortunate you didn't get a longer term because of your gambling activities. I know. Oh, this is my attorney, Kirk Masters. Steve Granger. The private eye? I didn't know you two were friends. I knew him before. He's working for me. You don't need a detective. You need a job. I know what I'm doing. You get out of line one step, they'll lock you up again. 
You're on parole. Remember? Skip Landry nodded me on my way with a tight look around his eyes and mouth. I'd known him before his brush with the law, known him as a gambler, but an honest one and a nice character. When I got to police headquarters, Lieutenant Hal Kramer looked at me in disgust. Granger, sometimes I think you're playing nuts. I'm trying hard to keep our personal feelings out of this, Hal. I'm working to skip Landry. But I told you I know all about his trial. The department had him dead to rights. They found part of the loot in his apartment. I know that. But how did the boys find out? A phone tip. Anonymous, of course. Naturally. Now, Lieutenant, wouldn't that make it look like a frame? Well, we get lots of anonymous tips from people who want to... Want to... Stay anonymous, I know. Look, Lieutenant, how about helping me get a transcript of the trial? Well, it'll take you two hours to read it, for which I'm grateful. Because it'll be interesting? Because it'll keep you out of my hair that long. Kramer got me a transcript of Skip Lantry's trial, and this time I felt like a man at a very dead, dead end. The testimony was all there, as ironclad as a matron's girdle. Lantry had even been tentatively identified by the janitor of the apartment building where the robbery had occurred. I jotted down his name and went out there. What do you want? My name is Granger. You're Alvin Freedy, the janitor? Yeah. Three years ago, you testified at the trial of Skip Lantry. What about it? He testified that you saw him, or somebody who looked a lot like him, come into the building here and go upstairs. Suppose he did. How positive are you that the man you saw was actually Skip Landry? Hmm. You expect me to remember something like that? That was three years ago. I'm going to step farther with you. If I brought Landry out here, could you still identify him? I don't know. Okay, Freddy, hang around. I'll bring him out. We'll see how good your memory is. I'll continue with this interesting story in a minute. There was something about the face of that janitor, Alvin Freedy, that I didn't like much. But that didn't actually prove he was lying. I made for a drugstore and called Lieutenant Kramer. I asked him to check on the janitor for me, and then I grabbed some transportation and went back to Skip Lantry's apartment. What did you find out, Granger? I checked the testimony of your trial. Boy, they had you dead to rights. I know. Say, but that janitor at the building. He looked a little suspicious to me. Meaning what? Oh, if somebody really tried to frame you, they could have pulled the robbery, then fed the janitor a few bucks to say he sort of recognized you. It could be. Think I'll get an investigator friend of mine to tell him. Hey, I've got somebody who'll help you. A little dame named Phyllis Preston. Oh, no. Not a lady detective. Yeah. We used to live in the same block when we were kids. Look her up. She's in the book. I better get out of here. Hang around a second. I know who it is. Darling, I'm so happy to see you again. Okay, baby. Don't take it so <laughs> Tonight, you and Kirk and I can go... Well, who's he? Well, this is Steve Granger. My girl, Lucille Denane. Glad to meet you, Miss Denane. Hello. Oh, Skip, I brought that stuff. You mean the doll? Well, you can talk in front of Granger. How much did you bring? Almost all of it you had in the bank. Two thousand. Uh, here. 
Here it is. Thanks, baby. I think I'll be running along. Skip, uh, call you in a little while. Going over to see the Preston girl? Yep. Get her number out of the phone book. She must still be listed. Okay. You'll be here if I call. I'm not going anyplace. I'm the patient type. I found Phyllis Preston's address, made my way over to a rooming house on the west side. I found a door. And a door along the passage opened. She ain't in, mister. You see her go out? Sure, I seen her. Left about a half hour ago. Guess she couldn't wait for you. <laughs> she was with another guy. Stop <laughs> that cackling. Yeah, sure, mister. Didn't mean no harm. Know where she went? Well, I happened to hear the guy mention the Green Lantern. Thanks, chum. Think I'll drop down there. I wouldn't go there if I was you, mister. Not in that nice new suit. Never mind the nice new suit. Get back in your room and take a look at yourself in the mirror. What for? See how much nicer you look with that mouth shut. The Green Lantern down the street ten blocks was everything the name implied. A typical honky-tonk with the usual number of offbeat characters waiting for a chance to make a dishonest dollar. The owner was another socially-minded girl I knew named George Slater. When I got inside, I looked around. There wasn't a girl in sight. The bartender remembered one going into George's office. Mind if I come in? I do. In that case, pardon me. Who do you think you are? Where is Phyllis Preston, Slater? I don't know, Granger. Honest, I don't. You act like you're lying, mister. Uh, let's go. Where? In there. That room. Thanks. You can come out now, Miss Preston. Oh, thanks. Miss Jerk, lock you in. You don't think I was playing post office in there, do you? Hmm. What's all this, Slater? You got the time, so blow. I don't have to talk. Let her alone, you hear? And I mean permanently. Ah, shut up. Here, pal. Uh, That's for nothing. Try something and see what really happens. I'm Steve Granger, Phyllis. Oh, I've heard of you. How come you're just from the nick of time rescue at the Green Lantern? Skip Lantry told me to contact you. Oh? Said you were a lady private eye. Oh, I do a little investigating. Why did George Slater lock you in that room? How'd he uh, get you out of your apartment? Uh, simple. He was there when I got home. He had a gun. He implied that it would be smart of me to come along quietly. Why? Because it... Well, listen, Granger, why all the questions? Lantry claims he was sent up on a false charge. He wants to be cleared. Yeah. I think he was framed, too. How come? Well, I have my reasons. Private one? Maybe. Well, I got a job for you. Yes? Watching that janitor, Alvin Freedy. Oh, the one who testified at Skip's trial? That's the one. Now, that I'll do, just for laughs. It might not be that funny. I told Phyllis Preston to be careful when she was checking the janitor for me. I dropped her off at her place. Wondered if I should have George Slater booked on attempted kidnapping, but decided to let him alone for the time being. I stopped off a few minutes later at Cal Hendricks' place. A newspaper man seemed pleased to see me. Steve, my boy, you're very popular around these parts. Well, am I? You've had more telephone calls than a chorus girl turned practical nurse. Skip Lantry, for one. Who else? Lieutenant Kramer of Homicide. 
Is it Plaza 89449? Well, that's no precinct station. The good lieutenant sounded like someone had ruffled his feathers. It's only his art form. I think his ancestors were all ostriches. Lieutenant, this is Granger. You can stop trying to prove Skip Lantry's innocence. What are you talking about? I'm up at his apartment. Lantry's sitting at his desk. Also, he's carrying a bullet in it. Murder? Uh-huh. Suicide. This was something that didn't add up. Skip Lantry dead. Well, it was tough. But suicide, that didn't figure. But with a guy who played a game he called Patience, and his last words to me were that he was the patient type. In just a minute, I'll bring you the climax of the case. <laughs> Lieutenant Kramer's voice announcing the death of Skip Landry was cut off sharp as I slammed down the phone, tossed a goodbye over my shoulder to Cal Hendricks, and made for my client's apartment. My dead client. There you are, Granger. The whole layout, just as we found it. Doesn't make sense, Kramer. I don't care what you say. He must have thought you could never prove anything, so he shot himself. Where was the gun? On the floor next to his body. Did you go through him? Naturally. He had $2,000 in his pants pocket. Uh-huh. Man might be dead, but he's still my client. He'll leave everything untouched in this apartment for a couple of days. Granger, this is an out-and-out -out case of suicide. As obvious as that 40-cent necktie you're wearing. Which is better than the two-bit shoestring you've got holding up your Adam's apple. When the police photographer and the print men had finished their respective chores, I was left alone in Skip Lantry's apartment. I moved around, examined the dresser, the closet, etc. He was as neat as a pin. One second. Well... Mr. Masters. I was on my way back here. I met that police lieutenant. Is it true, Granger? I'm afraid so. That's terrible. Yep. Did you discover anything that might have helped Skip prove his innocence? No, no, not exactly. I didn't think you would. I tried my best at the trial, and I couldn't get him off. You know his girlfriend? Uh, Lucille Domaine? Of course. Know where she lives? Yes, at the towers on the east side. I've seen her today. I chatted with Lucille on the phone. She said she was coming over to see Skip. She did. By the way, did you handle all of Skip's legal transactions? For five years, yes. How much money did he have? Ooh, a couple of thousand. He spent nothing during his stay upstate. Okay, Mr. Masters. I think I'll lock up this place. Could I see you to the door? Uh, just why did you remain after the police left, Mr. Granger? Well, I have a theory. You, uh, don't think Skip was murdered? It's entirely possible. <laughs> Kirk Masters was a typical barrister, middle-aged, with a convex front instead of a concave one. Bright blue eyes and a pleasant manner. I said good evening to him, hung around five minutes, and beat it over to see Lucille Denain. Oh, Mr. Granger, come in. You've, uh, heard about Skip, huh? Isn't it terrible? He must have done it just after I left. How long did you stay at his place? Just a few minutes. I came home to get changed for tonight. Kurt Masters and I were giving Skip a big dinner party. Too bad. 
poor skip. The time he spent in prison must have unbalanced his mind. What makes you say that? I watched him this afternoon in his apartment, still playing that solitaire game, over and over. And all the time he had that cold look in his eyes. That uh, money you brought him, was that from his own account? Oh, yes. You see, Skip gave me a power of attorney while he was away. I see. But why are you asking all these questions? Well, I'm a funny person, Mr. Nane. I don't like to take on clients and then have them commit suicide on me. But, Mr. Granger... It hurts my reputation. I apologized for intruding and left Lucille Denane's apartment. There was a pay phone in the lobby of her place. I slipped a nickel down its throat and dialed Phyllis Preston. Hello? This is Granger. Oh, you caught me just in time. I was leaving to keep an eye on the janitor. We're in trouble, Phyllis. Lanchy was found dead in his apartment a little while ago. The police say it's suicide. Skip! Suicide? Oh, no. No, he'd never do that. I, I don't believe it. That makes two of us. Now, listen. I'm going to give you a little help watching that janitor. There's going to be trouble? I don't know. Meet me at Cal Hendricks' place. He's a newsman. I want him with you. Phyllis Preston was right on time. I introduced her to Cal, and I could see the look in the newshound's eye, which meant that a story wasn't the only thing he was interested in. So naturally, he was only too happy to cooperate. Five minutes later, I walked in the office of Lieutenant Kramer. I suppose you want to know about Freedy, the janitor. Precisely, old pal. He's been a janitor for seven years. He lives alone in that basement apartment under the building. Police record? No. He's as clean as a dog's favorite bone. Well, that's that. Also, the coroner will direct a verdict of suicide when Skip Lantry's inquest comes up in the morning. I thanked the lieutenant and went back to my office. I sat there trying to dream up a new lead. But my brain cells just laid there. Yep. Oh, Granger, this is Phyllis Preston. I'm calling from a store across the street from George Slater's Green Lantern. What are you doing down there? I told you and Cal to keep an eye on that janitor. Well, that's just it. He came down here. Did he? He came out again a bit later. Uh, not long after that, Lucille Denon went in with Kirk Masters, that lawyer. Regular gathering of the clans, huh? Well, what do we do? Stay there. I should be down inside a half hour. <laughs> I slipped on my coat and hat. Got a cab and pulled up in front of the apartment house where the janitor held sway. Fortunately, he was the only basement tenant. I got some light on the subject and went through his place. When I came up with the records, I was amused at the fact that I could tell Lieutenant Kramer that the janitor was a bookmaker. I left and went over to another apartment. This one on the third floor. The door was locked, but a thin sheet of plastic handled the right way let me in. I flicked on the lights and went on a prowl. I knew that Lucille Denane must have Skip Lantry's bank books around someplace. In a set of drawer of Lucille Denane's desk, I found Skip Lantry's deposit book, which handed me a surprise. 
Then I found another record. Big as life and twice as potent as an H-bomb. And what I saw sent me to the phone stabbing the private number of Lieutenant Kramer. Lieutenant Kramer speaking. This is Granger. Can you get into the hall of records at this time of night, if it's an emergency? I don't tell me you proved that Skip Laundry was murdered. Can you get in? Sure. I'm playing a long hunch, Kramer. Check up on the ownership of a joint called the Green Lantern. Oh, for my love. Then meet me there right away. <laughs> Over here, Kramer. Well, what kind of fairy tale is this, Granger? I checked up for you. Kirk Masters owns a piece of the Green Lantern with George Slater. That's what I thought. Now listen, the Green Lantern must be a bookmaking headquarters. Slater's got a record, you know. He was a fence at one time. That's all we need. Let's go inside. Office is over there. Now what? Just go in and bluff your way. You haven't got a shred of evidence, you know. Here we are. Listen for a second. Maybe we can hear something. George, you have to get rid of that question girl. We saw her watching his face from across the street. She follow him here? He doesn't think so, but we can't take any chances. Okay. And uh, you have to get rid of Granger, too. He must have talked to the girl. He's in Skip's apartment earlier, snooping around. I'll take care of both of them. Don't worry. You make sure you didn't leave a clue at the apartment? I won't look. Nobody heard the shot. Hear that, Lieutenant? Lucille, go back to your place and burn those records. Tomorrow at 10, close Skip's account at the bank. In case Granger gets away from George and snoops. Don't worry about Granger. Need any more, Kramer? Let's meet these charming people in person. Listen, didn't I... Put him up, George. Get out of here. Or we'll call the police. In a minute. Mr. Nane, how much money did Skip Lantry have in his account? Just a few dollars. Take a look at this bank book I got out of your apartment. (laughs) Made out to Skip. Balanced thousands of dollars. You be that. Naughty, naughty. Here are the records of a bookie headquarters with your name, Kirk Masters, and George Slater. Now, look here, Granger. From where I stand, it looks like you were using Skip's account to hide the profits of a bookmaking. (laughs) Was it on account of Uncle Sam and the income tax boys? Were you afraid that Skip would insist on seeing his bank book? George? Don't try it, George. Masters, you're under suspicion of the murder of Skip Lantry. Too bad your pal George is such a blabbermouth. We heard him. You are not arresting me. You said it, Master. Ranger, look out! Thanks, Ranger. Quick shooting. You killed him. I'm going to the police. You won't have to. The police are here. This is Kramer of Homicide. Lieutenant, take this pair down to headquarters. The paraffin test ought to prove Masters fired a gun today. I'll show you. I'll stretch your arms out. Let go. All right, Masters. Stand still. I hate you. I hate you. Cut it out. I said. All right. Granger, you hit a lady. On the contrary, Lieutenant. I defended myself against a wildcat. Well, friends, that's the story. I'll be back to wrap up the case in just a minute. Kramer had the local precinct men come to the Green Lantern and take the trio to jail. They also rounded up the janitor, who was more than willing to tell his part in the bookie racket. Kramer was elated. 
but I was still puzzled about Skip Lantry. Why had he been framed in the first place? Very simple, Granger. Skip Lantry was in love with Lucille Denane. She was in love with Kirk Masters. Uh-oh. The faint glimmer of light is coming through the fog. Now, uh, Skip had marriage in mind. So Masters and the Denane girl framed him to get him out of the way. And she got the bright notion to get a power of attorney over his bank account to hide illegitimate dough. Take the head of the class. But what about the janitor? He gets off? No, no. Uh, he's up for perjury. Say, where's that Preston girl? I, I rather like her. Yeah, Cal Hendricks rather likes it, too. He's got a ride for dinner. And I hear a line that reaches from here to Albany. Well, how do you know? I invited her, too. She turned me down flat. <laughs> well, so Granger the Great gets the go-by, huh? Listen, pal. One more crack out of you, and they'll be locking me up for assaulting a police officer. Steve Granger again. You've just heard one of the most interesting cases in my files. I'll have another one for you. So be around next time. Yeah.